And welcome to Desk of Lady Ada. Hello, and welcome to yet another Desk of Lady Ada. I'm Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. Hi. Who you can hear as a disembodied voice. I have a microphone now. He has a microphone now, and he's experimenting with 1080p yeah. transmission. We're trying some stuff out. Boom. Uh, another setup, another day, lots of experimentation. Now you can Desk of Lady Ada is a rapid prototype. This is a rapid prototype for all things. Speaking of... A rapid prototype. Speaking of... Yeah. We're making a robot. We are making a robot. All right. Let's do this. We're going to make a robot. So we've been working on this robot, and we, we had some ideas. And last time we talked about cardboard robotics. And uh, I kind of decided it's time to uh, quit the jibber-jabber and start time... It, it's time Less to... jibber-jabber, more robot-making. More, more robot-making. And so I thought we would... Do some engineering, and I thought we'd actually um, start by uh, maybe looking at what we've got. I'll close everything out. So I was doing all sorts of things. Looking at the Adafruit shop. I'm going to go to the computer. Seeing, yes, yeah, sorry, seeing what we've got. Computer. We've got a bunch of stuff in robotics, uh, and I'm actually going to steal from myself, which is the best kind of theft. Right, when you're an engineer or a writer or an artist musician, steal from yourself. Like, why Why not? You already did the work, do it again. My favorite so, thing is when I'm looking up something online, I'm like, oh, I wrote an article about that 10 years ago. Good work, past you. Yeah. So we got some things. So, again, I know nothing about robotics. I'm very robot ignorant. Um, I've never really built robots. Um, I'm not, like, a robot fan. So... That's good and it's bad. I mean, the good thing is is that it means I come at it with a very fresh mind. I don't have any, like, preconceived ideas. Um, the bad thing is that sometimes I don't really understand what people want in a robot. But I, I'll, you know, figure it out. I don't mind revising. I don't mind uh, doing it again. You know, that's part of, uh, part of life. Um, so I've got the motor shields. This is a, a successful... Um, anything that's at the top here, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of sorted by popularity, so... People like this. This shield is really simple, but um, it's the second version of my robotics shield. It has uh, two stepper slots. Each stepper can do uh, two H bridges, so it's like four motors or two steppers. And I've got my uh, my favorite uh, PWM I squared T driver chip, the PCA ninety six eighty five. Uh, this chip does the PWM stuff for me. So motors is basically like you PWM your H bridge or you bit bang your H bridge. Um, with steppers you tend to just go you know pulse high and low. With DC motors you tend to use PWM to to change the speed, uh, the throttle, and then um, sometimes you can mix and match them. You know you might want to have like two DC motors and one stepper, or you might want to micro step your stepper, in which case use PWM. So basically, the, the previous version of this shield, which I don't even think is live in the store. I mean, I think it, I took it out of the store like eight years ago. The original version used um, L293Ds, which are uh, 800 milliamp per H-bridge channels uh, dual. And I used an 74HC595 uh, shift register to uh, control them. And then... Um, PW, in addition, four PWMs. And basically, the, the problem was is that every Arduino has the timer PWMs on different pans, or like some of them are taken, some of them are not. So it ended up being easier for me just to use um, this PCA 
9685, this, this chip, that over I squared C I control, and I tell it over I squared C, set the PWM on this pin, has 16 outputs, it tells them which pins to have PWM on, and it drives the motors. It basically means that you can um, run this on any Arduino ever made, and as long as it has the I squared C pins in the same place, which it should because they're standard, it'll always work, which is great, wonderful. Um, and this is really only good for um, steppers and servos. And so those are two kinds of uh, robotic things. It's not good at solenoids, and it's not good at servos. I have a different servo driver, which uses that same chip, and this one is lined up so you have uh, you know, these, these GPIOs, these triples, power ground signal that are designed for you know, your standard uh, servo, servo motor. What, do you have any Question questions? from the chat. Will there be any stepper boards using the TMC2130 or a variant of that in the future? No idea. Maybe. Okay. Who knows? All right. All right. Mystery. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, I'm keeping it simple. Um, we also have solenoids in the store. Uh, you know, you like to use a MOSFET for those. You can also use a ULN. Get the part number. ULN 2803s. Um, these are Darlington drivers. They're great for uh, driving solenoids because they have kickback diodes built in. They can use very high logic level. You can use a stepper motor with them too, a unipolar stepper motor, um, you know, the ones that you don't need an H-bridge for, these motor things. Um, they've also got the, the uh, motor feather wing, you know, which is basically that shield shrunken down. You can see there's two steppers you can control, um, or you can do two, uh, four DC motors. So I was thinking about this, but I think for the, the you know, I've had like, you know, I have this stepper motor wing and I have the servo wing but they don't uh, you can use them by stacking but there's no uh, board I have that does both really and so I thought one of the things that this um, robot feather wing does a kind of all-in-one everything you ever wanted robot controller um, would have servo stepper and uh, DC motor controls. And so I kind of just start like thinking about like, how am I going to make this work without again, using every single pin on a feather? Because it very quickly, once you get into motor control, you're like, oh, I need like 20 pins and like five timers. So think about this, but I think I have a solution. So let's time to design. So we're gonna make a new folder, Robo Wing. It just sounds cool. It sounds like a Japanese, like 1980s anime. Robo Wing. Join Robo Wing. Join Robo Wing. The flying robot force. Um, and one of the things that I thought I would do for this robot is previously I'd been using, um, these are the TB6612 uh, stepper and DC motor drivers and they can do about 1.2 amps and they're lovely um, but I actually wanted this one to instead of using the TB6612 I wanted to use the DRV8833 which uh, we carry a breakout for so again I'm going to steal for myself um, this also has dual H bridge so it can drive uh, each chip can drive a stepper or two DC motors what's nice about them is um, this has a current limiting resistor setup capable. So the DRV8833 
8833 has current limiting, which is really nice. The TB6612 does not have current limiting, but these two chips are about the same price. They're about a buck. So I can uh, uh, DigiKey, uh, TB6612, you can look up this part. Can you read the text, do you think? Yeah, you can also, uh, you can also enlarge it. Enlarge yeah, look at that. Do it Amazing. It's your show. Uh, and uh, under you know, DC motors, these are about um, in large quantities, about eight nine cents for the TB six six one two. And then if you look up the DRV eighty eight thirty three, it comes in a lot of different types, but it's it's only a little bit more. It's ninety nine cents. It's almost the same price. Um, so a good deal and available in, in multiple different packages. Actually, this like this package is eighty-two cents. It's not in stock, but if it was in stock, it would be, you know, about the same price. So you're paying about about a dollar per H bridge. But I want to use this one. It's also better for lower voltage um, motors. And I thought for this one, we would, you know, there's there are DC motors that are available at the DB six six one two voltage range just like basically six to 12 volts. But I thought for this motor driver also, I would optimize for lower voltages, like three to six rather than six to 12. So another good reason to use the DRV8833. Um, you know, it, it can't pass as much current. It looks like there's a couple different versions. I guess the QFN can actually do higher current. So maybe I'll go with that. But this one's better for lower voltages. But it has current limiting, which I, again, I think is worth it. So um, let's start with uh, like a basic wing. Maybe I'll grab my uh, INI wing or INA wing. Let's see, where did I, where did I put that? Oh, it's under, uh, it's under feather wing, I forgot. Let me open it. Oh, Kirby up. had a thing. Neat thing about the TMC 2130 is it can do sensorless end stops. So if you hit the wall, it could sense it wasn't moving. And you can program it to back up and turn without needing an external sensor. That's cool. Um, that's another thing you can do with with current with with the current limiting resistors is uh, you can tell when you've um, maxed out the current, like you're you're stalled. Mm. So that's a benefit of of uh, current limiting as well. So let's uh, let's grab I'll grab this as a structure. Actually, you know what? I'm going to have it be based. I want it to actually be um, a feather wing where I plug it in. So I'll actually grab my uh, TFT wing design just to, just to get something in place. But I'm going to basically delete all this stuff because I only want... The, uh, the basics. I'll delete the measurements. And yeah, I don't have the outline either. Actually, I'll just kind of delete everything. Let's see what's left. Go to this ground plane. Keep the reset button. But yeah, I want it to be, um, you know, you plug it in. 
So this style of feather wing. Because I'm gonna need a lot of space. But I like the on-off switch, so maybe I'll I'll kind of keep that over here and over here. And I'll uh, I'll add the fiducial later. So um, over here. I don't know if I'll have a lot of space, but I wanted to um, start adding the motor drivers. So back in uh, breakout boards under, let's see, what do I have it under? I think it's under, is it under breakout? Motor control. The DRV 8833, and I've got it all kind of laid out so I can grab this and I'll grab all this and paste it. I think I'll need, I might need another sheet. Maybe I'll make a, a new sheet here so I can have like, I have enough stuff I'm going to be pasting in that I, I probably can't keep it on one sheet. Too, bad. Too much electronics. So let's see. Um, you got inputs, you got the outputs, V motor. I can keep the sensor stuff. Uh, this is duplicated. This, this part, which is the motor voltage input, I think I'll cut this and put it on the front sheet. Kind of belong. I think I want like the main stuff here. So yeah, this is my motor driver. Still, I'm not sure exactly where everything's gonna go, but I'm just gonna kind of start grouping things. So maybe I'll have like my stepper motors and DC motors over here. I'm not sure. And then outputs this way. that maybe put that there put that there so got I got also have this DC voltage input um, so it's gonna be for my power supply for the uh, motors they're gonna be separate from the um, lithium polymer Power because you, you you know for robotics you want to have separate separated power depending on um, if you're doing you know robotics your motors are going to be really noisy I want to keep those power supplies separated I'll put these jumpers if you don't want to use the current limiting which I recommend you can short these out okay so I kind of got a couple things going here so okay so I got some motors. And uh, it looks like these just, you know, they're your friendly decoupling capacitors. Maybe put them over here. Okay, so that's good. All right, so we got uh, two sets of dual H bridges. So you can do two steppers or four DC motors. That's good so far. And let's kind of shove this over here. Got the DC input 
Um, I also wanted to have this be able to control a bunch of servos. Because servos are very handy. Everyone loves servos. So you close up. Look at mouse. Um, for these, you need to have a dedicated timer so you don't have jitter. And this is kind of the, the question I had, which was, I'm going to need four GPIO a piece for these um, uh, H bridges, because you have A in, B in for one, and then A and B in for the other. And each one's a pair, so I can look at the, look at the sheet so you can see this. So each dual H bridge requires four GPIO, and there's two of them. So before you know it, you're up to eight GPIO just to drive those motors. And this is where I would use a GPIO expander uh, because I want PWM for uh, motor speed control. I would use a PWM expander. But then the moment you start, which is which is all well and good, you know, you can toss in your your PCA ninety six eighty five. But then the moment you have to control servo motors, you you have a conundrum, which is you want to drive the PWM for your DC motors or your steppers at, at least at like a kilohertz. Like you want it to be like kind of high. You know, you don't have to go to like 10 kilohertz, um, but servos require 50 hertz, and 50 hertz is a little bit low for uh, servos, for uh, steppers or DC motors. So I would like to separate the two uh, PWM timer frequencies. But the PCA 9685 doesn't let you do that. You have to pick one frequency for all of your PWMs. Like you have one clock. So you have 16 outputs, but they all have to run at the same frequency update rate. And that's when it's like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. And then if you do the math, um, each PCA 9685 is, I think, they're like a dollar ten a piece. Yeah, like a dollar and two cents. So each one's a dollar. Again, not a lot, but now you have need two of them. And I would like to not do that. And as I was trying to add more and more things to my ideas, I was like, okay, well, I have to uh, find another solution for a PWM breakout that isn't the PCA 9685. And that's where like this weird mystery of integrated circuits comes in, which is you can get this really wonderful uh, LED driver uh, with 16 outputs for a dollar, or you can get a full Cortex M0 processor for like a dollar. So while this has uh, you know one timer with 16 outputs, I can get a, um, a uh, at SAMD 21E18. For example, oh, this is me, sorry. I meant the microcontroller. You can get a full 24 kilobyte flash microcontroller with um, like 22 outputs for less than the cost of two of those chips. So it might make sense for me instead of having two drivers to just have a coprocessor. What about Seesaw? Do I get to use a Seesaw? Oh. So I already designed this because I knew I would need something like this. So instead of uh, having these individual PWM drivers, I can use my Seesaw design that uh, in-house engineer Dean uh, made live in, in existence. This one uses a SAMD09, 
But the core is uh, adaptable for any SAMD processor. It's, it's quite smart, and so you can configure it. Um, and even the smallest of the SAMD 09s has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 GPIO. So the, the 50 cent one has 18 GPIO, so upgrading to uh, the SAMD E, which is a 32, um, will give you even more GPIO and you get like all the timers you get, which is a lot. You can, you know, there's I think three or four different timers and each one of those um, I think has four to eight GPIO that it can control. So it's plenty, you know, and they're, they're very fast timers and it can be in 16-bit mode if you want or 8-bit mode or whatever, whatever goodness you may desire. So um, even though the Feather itself might have a uh, SAMD21 on it or maybe it has an ESP8266, I would like to add a um, SAMD like Seesaw edition on there. So let's go and grab, I can grab from my trinket design a, uh, a known good setup for this. Um, I will you know, grab it like this. I don't need the regulator stuff. I don't think I need the LED either, but I'll grab the USB because why not? So this will be my CSOC coprocessor helper friend. It's of course massive chip. Um, I don't know if I want to keep this APA 102, but maybe for now I will. And uh, I got lots of pins. So I've got, you know, besides these two pins, which I may not need, I've got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So I've got 20 GPIO. So if I have eight dedicated to the motor drivers and then let's say four dedicated to Servos, I've still got, um, you know, six to eight left over uh, that I can use for whatever. And then I'll leave the D minus D plus available. And, of course, the SW clock and SW, uh, SWDIO I can use for, like, an LED if I wanted to. There's, those are not a big deal. Okay, so um, I don't need this reset because I will share... The reset lines. Let me call this reset. That's reset. Great. So now I've got this little friend, and uh, just to um, just to make debugging easier, I'm going to have the USB on board. But I can remove it later, or I can just uh, you know have some non-confusing GPIO. This is just for like when I'm debugging and and, and designing the seesaw. Um, I'll uh, I'll leave this. Uh, LED here because you know why not no harm and then there's like yeah, an indicator says, nice and let Seesaw do the stepper pulse generation yeah why should we do it yeah we got the Seesaw why should I do that and then I'm going to change these instead of having them be pads I'm going to change this to be a uh, a proper breakout let me see if I've got my 2 x 5 Oops, I think I don't. Question, is the APA-102 just an RGB LED driver? Yeah, it's just an RGB. It's from the Trinket. It's just good for debugging. I like having an indicator, and it's, like, 
five, six, seven cents or whatever, maybe eight cents. It's, so it's only a couple more cents than a red LED, but you get, of course, like every color, so it can be handy. A red LED usually just tells you, like, it can just blink in different patterns, oh. but an RGB LED can be, like, green for go or yellow for, like, halted or red for fail, so it can be, it can be nice for uh, debugging. Let's put a proper SWD port on here. We've got my JTAG Cortex connector, and uh, I'll get rid of these. These pads are good for the end, but while I'm actually doing the debugging, I'll, uh, I'll have proper. All right, on the lady at a time, we got 15 minutes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a minute. I'm not gonna. All right. I'm gonna only do um, this layout part, and then. Um, we'll Here's just another question: Will this Featherwing have any kind of sensors? What what was the question? Will this Featherwing have any type of sensors on it? It might. Oh, I it might. I don't know yet. Okay. Still thinking about it. So SDWIO. Get that there. SW clock and then see this is going to be I'm going to have this actually be a separate reset this one I'm debugging I don't want to turn off the uh, domain feather by accident I'm toggling the reset. So, so that's good. Okay, how are we doing over here? Alright, great. So got a little debugging port. Toss that over here. I think I'll uh I'll keep this LED for now. I'll do something with it later. Okay, so this is my coprocessor, and I have to actually look up in the um, pin mapping table because there's a lot of timers, so I don't recall precisely which pins do what where um, because I'll want to use probably an 8-bit timer for the motor control. I don't need more than 8 bits. So like, you're not going to get precision... Um, motor control from PWM. For the servos, though, you do want to have a 16-bit timer. You don't get enough resolution from an 8-bit timer. Um, so you need at least, like, 12 bits is really good. 16 bits is better. Okay. Um, four or five pins available after motors. Can't leave those open pins, right? Well, you can leave anything open. You don't have to, you don't yeah. have to use them. You don't want And then someone said Halifax sensor would be nice. So there's a vote for sensor, maybe. Okay. This is my sort of chunk of motor control. These are servo pins. So this will give you four servo pins. I'll start making notes about how many GPIO I need. Actually, I'm going to take this and I'm going to bring this over to uh, this area just for it's just for uh, placement right now okay and then I need uh, eight PWM for motor 
8 times 8 bits. And then 4 times 16 bits PWM for servo. So it's just a note to remind me later when I'm like, hey, how many pins do I have available? So that's that. Okay, but I'm not done. I want to add a couple more things. So we have um, motor. We have uh, four motors or two steppers. We've got two, uh, four servos, which I think is a good number. Uh, what else did we want to add? We had, wanted to add some solenoids, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe two solenoids is a good number. What do you think? Yeah. So I was asking about IR. We have another fiscal ADIDO where we talked about some IR stuff. Yeah, IR gonna... is tough because even though it's tempting to put the IR under the, the Seesaw subcontroller, it's IR is very hard to do um, because it's so interrupt-driven. It's, it's an input, not an output. So I think if I do add IR, which I've been playing around with, I'll probably add that natively on the feather pins rather than through a controller. It's just really, really hard to get the timing right and like to like to you have to structure the data it's i don't think it's going to be easy enough i'd rather do ir natively but one thing i can do through seesaw very easily is um neopixel control so i can add so let's add the uh we want to have two oh did you say what the clock rate on this pwm divider is? Well, i haven't said it yet oh. it's whatever i want it to be so two, uh, two times GP, general purpose output for solenoids. And then I can add, uh, I can add just a two and two, two, two. Well, the two, two, twos are not gonna be very large. I could put in a, a proper FET like this one, a DMG. That one will be probably better. I'll put that over here. And then, uh, oh wait, I want it to be like this. And then maybe grab sort of where your solenoid would go. And then I'll need a, uh, Mm, don't have any diodes. Okay, I'll, I'll turn this into a surface mount diode layer. But I can do a little diode. I think I got the polarity right. I always get this wrong. It's, yeah, negative because it's going up. And then this is ground. And then this would be my solenoid one. So two solenoids. Why not, right? I think two's good. I think more than that, you're like, you should get a solenoid driver. What do you think? Yeah. I think I could look at the price of uh, those UN, ULNs. ULN, was it eight something? I always forget the part number. ULN 28. 2803. 
Swimmers and shaft encoder inputs for closed loop, loop servo. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do anything with, with closed loop stuff. It's not that kind of robot. And, uh, I mean, there'll be GPIO available, but, you know, for, for encoders, you're going to have to do the work of the encoder. And I don't think I'm going to... I mean, I could add GPIO for it, but the code for that, like, you have to have it be a closed-loop control. You're not going to be able to do that on a, on a separate uh, coprocessor. So, 60 cents? Eh, I don't know. I mean, do you think people are going to want to control more than eight solenoids? Could add one. One of these. Pro version. Pro? Okay. Stick to two. Okay, so... Maybe two solenoids. Alright. I think that's a good start. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got servos, stepper, solenoids. <laughs> Other requests. Big Darlington pair to control big current motors. Yeah, this would this is I mean like you can drive about one or two amps peak from each of these H bridges, but then if you just want to have a solenoid turn on and off, these little darlings, this is a four amp transistor. It looks small, but it's quite powerful. You would be able to turn on and off and, and turn on and off your large motor and want you in a single direction or your solenoid as a single direction. I think it's a good, that's a good start. What do you think? This is, good. This is an excellent start. Okay, great. All right, that's it. That's what I got. I'm just going to make one way. Things sort of line up. Yeah. Okay, well, this is a good start, later. Okay, good start. It's all about the start. All right, so this is so far robotics land, so maybe next time we'll look at... Yes, hello. We'll look at um, sensors, other outputs, so maybe infrared. We talked about infrared. Maybe we'll look at how we want to hook up infrared. Neopixels, we want to add some on board. We can add an output for them. Yeah, folks asked about uh, gyros, accelerometers. Yeah, I don't know. That's just the thing. I don't know if I want to add. I don't want to have it do more than than what it does because if the thing is, if you had a gyro, you'd probably want it to be on the thing. This is sort of meant to be a separate. Yeah. Another question. This isn't for you, Robot but it's in the chat. Yeah. Uh, why BJTs aren't fits better for high current control? Um, fits are going to be a little more expensive, uh, but I stock them. I don't have any good high current. I don't stock high current surface mount BJTs, so it's like it it wouldn't really matter. But I I have these four amp ultra low RDS on. Uh, MOSFETs, you might as well just use them. Okay. Although I think I just picked my PFET, not an NFET, so I got I got this. I always get these confused, so I'm gonna have to grab my my NFET here. But um, I have to look up the part number. Okay, that's it get for tonight, reminder. folks. Um, don't forget, we're about to close off the AdaBox subscribers. So I have a little AdaBox video. Yes. Go to AdaBox.com. Sign up quarterly, delivered. It's fun. Adabox 07 is massive. Yes, so much. Adabox 08 might have some interesting things in it, but you have to be a subscriber because it will only be 
in Anna Box 8. So that's all I can say about this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play this thing. Bye. Okay. Bye.